I only trust him. He will save you now. Really? Will God save me? If I think of all the things I've done in life, how I misuse the word of God, and I guess it just makes me feel like God be merciful to me a sinner. He has brought us up out of the mire clay and set our feet upon a solid rock. And he's put a new song into our heart. Just the thought of trusting God. Are we ready this morning to trust God with our life? Let him drive for us. And let the Holy Spirit lead us to all truth. I might just share just a little bit. I was talking to Darren there this morning, and they were going to, they're in Pennsylvania, and they're going to where Amos Stolfus is preaching and singing there today. And I just, I just pray for them, and as they travel home from there, uh, remember them. I'm here today. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly how everything will go. But my prayer is today that the Holy Spirit would lead this message. That I would have a good attitude and a good spirit. And the Holy Spirit would just lead this message. It's not about me, it's about God. I'm only here to, to speak the things of God. What a wonderful Savior we have this morning. I have to kind of, I guess, for some reason, I cannot completely just, I want to talk about, uh, the last time I spoke here about, I spoke about having the right attitude and the right spirit. Today, I'd like to talk about what we will do in the Holy Spirit living within us, what we're going to do, what kind of actions are going to come out of us. And I, I really believe that this morning, as I think about, first of all, I, I guess I have to go somewhat to think about what we are facing. We're facing death. My neighbor just, I just look out of the, the dining room window there, and I looked in the, the house where he lived. Delmer Graver passed away at 36 years old. My neighbor and also... My sister, baby sister, Margie's son-in-law. And I guess probably, you know, through this, as he was in the hospital for 10 weeks. And, and then, you know, finally God chose death. And he knew all along it was going to be death. He knew this day, on the 23rd of March, he would die. God knew that. We didn't. And now here we are, it's just like, there is something about our flesh. And I'm telling off of you, this, telling off of myself this morning, I'm just talking just exactly the way we are. My flesh just wants to go back to normal. Death. We just want to go back to normal. But you know, 
if I follow the Spirit of God and what God taught me in the Scriptures, I don't think life will go back. The new normal will be a widow lives beside my house. And that's going to be the new normal. The old normal of just doing everything for yourself and just, that shouldn't be anymore. That's over with. God has gave us a new mission to take care of a widow that I look out of the window and I see. We are required, church, we're required. We're obligated. I think we say we promise that. That we will do what God asks us. So we have. And you know, as I think about death, and I thought, I hope I, I can, you know, I'm just going to let it go this morning and just like, to make our calling and election sure. Work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. And I trust you had a Sunday school, good Sunday school lesson. I, I really enjoyed our Sunday school lesson today. Bless you, Delmer, for sharing. and Just bless you for the ones anticipated. And bless Marn for what he shared this morning, kind of setting the pace of the Sunday school lesson. But I'm, I believe this morning it is high time. Now, I'm speaking to you as Christians. I'm speaking to you as believers of God. And I'm not here this morning. I believe the Holy Spirit leads this message. I'm certainly not pointing fingers at anybody. If I point at anybody, it'll be at myself. And that's what the message is pointing. You know, you point to yourself. And you know what? It's high time that we awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation near belief. The night is far spent in the days at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let our light so shine that the world can see the good works that's in Christ Jesus. The good works will come out of me. And God will see us as a shining light, as a city that's set on a hill. That's who we are. We're children of God. We're living in a cold and a very dark world, a very sinful-natured world. But I guess we're just here, I'm just here to say this morning, if there ever was a time that we need to love is this morning. And I'm saying this morning, what will happen if the Holy Spirit is leading us? I believe one of the first things I can think of this morning we will love our brotherhood. We will love our brothers and sisters. We will care for their lives. We will nurture their lives. We'll do all we can to take them to glory. And another thing we will do if the Holy Spirit is leading us, we will obey. We will obey God. We will obey everything that God tells us. Jesus did that. When he went into the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, this cup would pass for me. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. In the garden against him, and he prayed. And I said, I keep coming back to the, you just hear the other Sunday, I heard the message, what's in our cup this morning? What's in our cup? I really like that demonstration. 
He held the cup here and he looked at the cup and said, what is in our cup? For Bill there tomorrow morning in his cup, Lord willing, he will go for surgery. What is in our cup? What is in our cup this morning? I believe in our cup today, most of all, to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, and all our mind, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. I believe that's in everybody's cup. I believe this morning that the Holy Spirit is leading our life. He will lead us to all truths. And you know, as, as I, I have to think about, you know, somewhere I, I seen this, I read this somewhere that as an eagle flies, he will fly as fast as 120 miles an hour. And always as he's going, as the Holy Spirit is leading us as people, he would always, the eagle will always know his surroundings. He always wonders, he'll always see when there's danger. And I believe the Holy Spirit will lead us and show us where there's danger. I believe if we're tapped in with the Holy Spirit, God will show us the dangers. God will show us right where the danger's at. There is a lot of spiritual darkness. But today, I... I... You know, try the Spirit, see if they're from God. There's a way that seemeth right to man that there, the end thereof there is death. For the Spirit searches the deep things of God. I will... I guess I'd like to think about the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit, well, first of all, I'd like to think about when Jesus was ascending up into heaven and the, the, the angels came there and they said, you men of Galilee, why send you gazing up into heavens? This same Jesus is going to come back the same way you've seen him go. And brothers and sisters, as Jesus was ascending up into heaven, the Spirit of God was descending. In the day, we have the Holy Spirit to lead our lives. And I really believe that it's so important. I, I, just, I think it says that if we don't have the Spirit of God, we are none of His. That's the Bible. That's not me saying that. But he says if we don't have the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, I believe, is like it should convict us of sins. It should form our convictions. It, it teaches us how to love. It teaches us how to care for other people. It teaches us to have compassion. We know the Holy Spirit, it works something like this. I'm still learning. Don't always understand everything. But I believe the Holy Spirit is just like a train that's going down the track. You know, if you, you don't hear the trains here so much, but you know, as a train is coming, you're just the first part there you're going to hear just a little bit. It gets louder and louder and louder, and all at once, there it goes. There goes the train down the track. And just like that, it begins to get lighter, lighter, and lighter. 
So what I'm saying is, what I'm really trying to say for myself, when the Holy Spirit convicts me of sin, and he says, Rick, you need to do something about this, today is the day of salvation. Listen to the Spirit of God. You never go wrong by listening to the Spirit of God. God will not direct you. He won't tell you wrong. Just listen to God. You don't have to listen. I mean, you just really, what you need to do is just listen to the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit, it'll lead us to guilt. It'll show us our guilt. It'll, it'll, it'll just... It'll lead us to peace. It'll lead us to truth. And it'll lead us to love. We see here, I might just read, uh, as it was in the day of Pentecost there. And the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from the heaven of a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting. And they appeared into the cloven tongues as like fire, and they set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I should have said Acts 2. And began to speak with tongues. Turn to Acts 2. And they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when it was the noise of the multitude came, they were confounded, and every man heard in his own language. And they were all amazed, it says, and they marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue, there wherein he was born? And it names the names and the places they were, and it says the Greeks and the Abrams and 11, verse 11 in chapter 2 of Acts, we do hear them speak in the tongues of the wonderful works of God. The Holy Spirit is the wonderful works of God, and they were all amazed. And it says, but some of them doubted, saying one to another, what meaneth this? Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. But I picture this as Peter stood up. And it, standing up with the eleven, he lifted up his voice and he said to you men, you men of Galilee, all you that dwell in Jerusalem, be it known to you and to hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing but the third hour of the day, but that which was spoken by the prophet Jaw. And it shall come to pass. I like this verse in verse 17. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Well, God is going to pour out his spirit. I believe, I think that's just simply, I believe that's sort of like God has given everybody an opportunity. He's going to pour out his spirit among men. And it says that, oh, that it shall come to pass in the last days, said the spirit. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. We've heard of a lot of visions. We've heard of a lot of things. And I guess probably one of the most radical things I've heard, and I know, you know, 
You might, I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain all this, but I know that God can do this. That a guy, guy was in a drunken state. He was drunk. His mind was not, it was not there. But in a vision, God saved him there. Now, I don't know how that could all happen, but I know whenever you cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, I'm no more. It's possible. And that, I, I don't have all, I just, that happened. That happened in this community. You know, brothers and sisters, we got to be excited about what God can do in our life if the Holy Spirit taps into people. When the Holy Spirit taps into people, we're no longer our own. We're not. This flesh is no longer in control. Now, I'm not saying, hey, we're brothers, we're gonna, we're gonna take a, a route here that that we're never gonna have to deal with anything anymore. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I am saying, and we can read that, it says in, 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 in Psalms where it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not the Holy Spirit from me. And the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, will not despise. God can use us as we come before God and we come before him. I believe maybe we did talk a little bit about that in Sunday school class. As a man comes before God and he has a broken spirit and he has a... a in our marriage, I believe that one of the first things I believe that we got to have, we got to have a broken spirit. We cannot just be, um, a man as a boss. That's not who we are. Yes, God gave us responsibilities. Way more than authority. I don't know that he gave us, you know, I don't, I want to be careful how I say this, but you know, he didn't, he, he gave us a responsibility to lead out. That's where we was going in our Sunday school class, I believe. To lead out. The Holy Spirit will lead us in the way that we need to go. There is, as I think about an axe here, and, and I might just, I'd like to look today somewhat about uh, uh, somewhere in the, um, in, in the fruits of the Spirit. It says that in Galatians, and I'd like for you to turn to that because I'd like to read a few verses in Galatians where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, verse 22. And I, I, I guess I could read the works of the flesh first. I, I think I will. And that believe, it starts out in 19. But, but uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to begin to read in verse 16. This I say unto them, walk in the spirit and you shall be fulfilled of the lust of the flesh. That's pretty plain English. Walk in the spirit of God and you're going to be filled, fulfilled in the lust of the flesh. For the flesh, it says, it lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to another so they cannot do the things that you would. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. This is talking about the works of the flesh. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, has hatred, variance, 
emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, felons, and such like, which I tell you before, and I've told you in the time past, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Brothers and sisters, it is very important. It's the only way to heaven is to tap into the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against there is no law. And they are of Christ, and they have crucified the flesh with the factions of love. If you live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. I have you know why my mind is going to this. I don't know. But I'm going to share a little something. Back when I was at the Zion Church there, I was a minister there. And there was a, my, this goes back years ago. I don't know. Tim and Kim were in that class. I can't even think for sure who all was in that class. How old am I? Anyhow, I'm trying to think here. But anyhow, I know about what was that. It, and it's really nothing wrong with saying the name. It was Nate Salt, who it was. I remember we were there, we were sitting, and I believe right there the Holy Spirit convicted him. I don't think he had any plan. We were sitting there on a Saturday, and the next day was baptism. And we're sitting there, and all at once the thought come up, okay, is there anything in between you young people that you wouldn't be willing to go ahead through the baptism? We just like that. You know, we did this supper. We just sat there, and we just honestly said, this is what something that we're supposed to do with God. I believe right there the Holy Spirit convicted him. What did he do? We had baptism the next day. He went right from that place and he went and did to the temple. And that's what we've got to do when the Holy Spirit acts. When the Holy Spirit acts, and you know what? Needless to say, he went on to be I respect him great. Because he's always he's always been that guy to me. And I believe he simply obeyed the Spirit of God. Now, I did not have the plan to say that, and I, I don't think you know, I'm, I'm only saying praises to God. I'm not, you know, maybe it was a little different. I mentioned his name. But I'm saying this, that if we're tapped in with the Holy Spirit and we just simply say, now, God, we're going to allow you to take our lives and we're going to be able, we're going to live in the Spirit so we can walk in the Spirit. There's power. If we're tapped into the Holy Spirit, there's going to be power. And I know there's all kind of things that we needed to be just like the eagle that flies 120 miles an hour. We need to be 
aware of our surroundings. But I really believe, brothers and sisters, if we just completely, I, I shouldn't say, I, I don't, if we just completely plug in to the Holy Spirit and let him lead our lives, uh, there's nothing that we have to. It's not really, the Holy Spirit is not really, it's a brand new thing. It's not what our flesh is. The Holy Spirit is not our flesh. It's not nothing to do. The Holy Spirit is what keeps us faithful. The Holy Spirit is what gives us peace. The Holy Spirit is what gives us conscience. The Holy Spirit is what gives us to love our wives and to use wives to love your husband. It's the Holy Spirit. You know, you cannot, if you don't have God in your life, you really can't love your husband. You really can't. Husbands, you really can't love your wife if you don't have God in your life. You really can't love what God has called us to do as well. Because if we don't know God, and I'm just, I don't know why I'm, this is coming to my mind, because if we don't know God, we're always selfish. The biggest thing of a Christian walk of life is surrender to selfishness. If we were surrender to selfishness, I trust that we're following the Spirit of God. We're following the Holy Spirit. We see here this morning there's a lot of things that could be said here today about following the Holy Spirit. And I would be interesting for you to say some things. I, uh, I think I did tell you that, Dennis Sean. I said, I may not go here too long. I'll let you have time to talk. So that's probably the way I'll do it here. I won't speak much longer here. But we need to be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man saw, that shall he also reap. And you know, I can remember the time when that verse scared me. Yet actually, I have to admit, it scared me. That's just in Galatians, uh, Galatians 6. Just your next over from Galatians 5, the fruits of the Spirit. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Okay, now I'm not saying that you're not going to have to reap what we have sowed in the whirlwind. I'm not saying that. But I will say this. It's a lot better to reap. A lot better. It's just, that's not good enough. That's not strong enough language. To reap. The things of God, the, the, the things that are past. We all have a past. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We were all sinners in need of a Savior. But once we reap as a believer of God, it's not that scary anymore. Because also, the other thing that I want to encourage you with, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Today you're sowing things of God. You're sowing God's seeds. You're sowing things that you're going to reap. You're sowing the things of God. You know, I, I can't think. 
You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying this for any glory on my part, but on the glory of God. He said, you know, back at that time, you were letting your daughters go out. And he said, now today, you're reaping the benefits of life. Now, that was kind of a... How can I say this? I want to say something, but I'm trying to think. I don't want to say it. But it's nothing over our name. I came through the viewing there at Art Bridges. And when Carol came home. And this was really a coincidence how this happened. It just, it just humbled me to think, you know, my actions. I remember I was walking, we were, me and Carol were walking on the hill there, back in there where the old Art Graves house. And Carol came in her newly friend, or get. And I just stopped and I talked to them. I don't know what I said, I had no idea. But evidently, he's seen God. And that's what he told me that day. He said, I've seen the countenance of God. And I, I don't know, that just blessed me. And I just thought, you know, I just think, oh, I, I got to be more. I just got to be. I got to let my light shine. I, you know, we don't make it shine. We let it shine. I, I just, you know, it doesn't like, you, know, you, you can just get so real, you know, tore up about yourself. You think, oh, I, I'm just going to make it shine. We're just going to have to let it shine. And, and I, I just blessed me. And I, like, glory to God. There's nothing that's ever happened in my life that God didn't work it through me. Everything I've ever done, he took away all my sin. He brought me up out of the Mari clay. He set my feet upon a solid rock. And yes, he put a brand new song into my heart. Only trust him. I, uh, I think I'll just close here this morning. The true filling of the Holy Spirit is what we want to tap into. We want to tap into that. For the Spirit searches the deep things of God. A personal relationship with God. And I, uh, I'd just like to encourage us this morning. Keep looking for the Spirit of God to lead your life. The Spirit of God will give you love. It will give you joy. It will give you peace. It will give you long-suffering. It will give you gentleness. It will give you goodness, and it will give you faith. It will give you meekness, and it will give you tempers. It will give you obedience. The Spirit of God will give all that.
May the Lord bless and keep you. I the thought I had to think about as I was sharing about my neighbor passing away. I went up to visit him. Anyhow, here a few weeks ago, Mason, the little boy, he's, he told Hillary there, he said, you know, Mama just had a drink. Said, Dad, come home. And I jumped in his heart. You know, and one thought, I thought, that's fast. But Dad went home. And there's still time to jump. I mean, he can, I can believe that he can still jump in his arms. I guess it just touched me. I'm not just telling you that this morning. I wrestled with that this whole week. Now I'll live beside a widow that I'm going to have obligation. My flesh was not doing very well with that. I confess that to you this morning. Pray for me that God would keep chopping away, keep chipping off on the rough edges of my life. We're like a piece of clay. And if we let God take that clay and mold it and shape us and make us, he's going to get it done. All you've got to do is trust God this morning and let the Holy Spirit lead you. May the Lord bless and keep you. Let's pray. Dear God in heaven, I come before you this morning. I pray this morning, first of all, for all of us, that we would work out our salvation with fear and trembling. I'd like to just take this time just now Lord if there's something that somebody would like to share young old if you'd have something that you would like to clear with God and you'd just like to tell this group I invite the Holy Spirit to allow that to happen. I just pray this morning, I thank you that you gave me a privilege to stand before you and to share the things that I want God's help and your help to take away from my life. And I just pray, Lord, Following this prayer, if there would be somebody that would like to share something, you have this privilege. And I'm not here 
I'm not your priest. I'm not your God. But if you want to tell God something, that we as Christians, that we could just gather around and just